0: Greetings, and thank you for tuning in to the podcast, Biblical Question. I'm excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and listen to it. I ask that you please tell others about us if you like us and share us, and allow the audience to continue to grow as we prepare for another year of podcasting. If you want to know more about us, you can go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all lowercase, and there you can find links to our social media accounts. A uh, contact us page if you have a prayer request or a Bible question. We do get questions; they seem to be uh, sporadic at times, but that's okay. We appreciate the uh, positive uh, comments that we get. Uh, more and more followers. Uh, please be sure to like us and follow us, and that way you get notices when you uh, when we download a new uh, podcast. We continue to pray for the church It's persecuted around the world and I would hope everybody would pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ no matter where they live. Today where I want to talk about fellowship is rooted in Jesus. Fellowship is rooted in Jesus and you have a Bible. I would encourage you to, to, to open it up and follow one. If you don't, you can always download one for free and there's several out there that are free downloads. I'd encourage you to do that. The question for all of us, as those who claim to be Christian, is what kind of relationship do we have with God? It is one of those on-again, off-again type things. Many people have that type of relationship. When your love grows cold for God, do you recognize there is a problem? Or do you simply just ignore it or walk away from it and not worry about it? Is there a sin that just seems to continually plague you? How do you handle it? Perhaps your relationship with Christ is one that you think that that once you have been uh, baptized, said a prayer, that you're safe and there's no concerns. You don't have nothing to worry about. If this describes your relationship with God, uh, the Apostle John will tell us in the chapter that we're about to read here in First John chapter one, we're in darkness. Do you have a a relationship with God that you defend and that you cherish? Do you really want it and love it? Do you have a relationship that you would never surrender for anything? I know that I've thrown a lot of questions out at the beginning of this podcast for everybody to kind of chew on and ponder on. And I'm sure I could have found more if I really wanted to. But I want us to get thinking just a little bit about the fellowship we really have with, with Jesus. There are various terms and concepts that are employed by the apostle to give a definition to the communion, the relationship, in other words, between God and man. In 1 John chapter 1, the first four verses says this, What was from the beginning what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write, so that our joy may be made complete. So what the Apostle John is really trying to tell us here is uh, that he has heard all of this from the beginning. What, that's kind of a question. What is John talking about here? It, John seems to like to talk about the beginning when he writes his epistles. Uh, in his gospel account, he also starts off with, uh, the word a beginning. And here in this context, so the Apostle John is telling us that fellowship that God and man shared was what was in the beginning. And this word here, beginning, is, is a different Greek word for beginning. Uh, here in this epistle, John is telling us that he was with Jesus in the beginning of the ministry of Christ. That he has heard with his own ears, he has seen it with his own eyes, that he, along with the other apostles, they they touched Jesus physically. They witnessed Thomas putting his hands into the wounds of Jesus' crucifixion. They ate with Jesus, They, they slept next to him around the campfire, they walked beside him for many, many miles. They had fellowship with Jesus. That the words of life that we heard from Jesus, in return, John is saying, we are now giving them to you. You can almost hear the people that John is talking about to and writing to, maybe I should say, uh, maybe they're asking, you know, why are you telling us all this, John? So John will tell them, so that our love may be made complete, in verse 4 that our fellowship with uh, is with not only the Father, but the Son as well. And John includes himself in the statement. Go back and read the text. Like John said, we we want to, everyone to have fellowship with God and with each other. And as Christians, this should be our goal with everyone, to have fellowship with each other and, of course, with the Godhead. When someone is is missing out of our, our Bible study groups and our worship services. Uh, you know, we miss them. If you, you notice people when you go to church, oh, they're gone. I, I know for myself, I, I really miss brethren when they're gone from services or the Bible studies that we're trying to hold. And John will go on here in the next few verses, starting in verse 5 uh, in, in his message. He says, this is the message. We heard from him, that would be Christ, from Jesus, and announced to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and yet walk in the darkness, we lie, and do not practice the truth. But, verse 7, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, talking about Christ again, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Thank goodness for that. If we say that we have no sin, here in verse 8, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. You see, there are some conditions to this fellowship, or this relationship that we have as God's children. That is, if we say, oh, we have fellowship, and the key word here is fellowship. and then, But the Apostle John says, well, if you're doing that, then you cannot walk in darkness. And what is this meant by this walking in darkness? Well, Jesus will kind of really answer that question for us back in John's uh, gospel account. If you're following along, we'll be back in First John in just a minute. Flip over with me. Uh, To John chapter 3, starting in verse 19, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light. It will not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. And that's the NIV version there. Jesus, basically here's Jesus, he's saying, he's telling us that living in darkness is living in sin. And when we sin, we don't don't like the big red flags and the flashing lights and all the attention toward us that that we're really living and doing sinful acts living in sin is living in darkness i mean that's plain as as you can read it on the paper there on your bible when we know that there's something is sinful and we continue to do it anyhow john is saying that we really no longer have fellowship with god and that's kind of a dangerous place to be But then John tells us along with Jesus, uh, he's the light. He is the light of the world. And there's one thing about light. If you've ever thought about this, all the young people are all so worried about pollution and everything. Um, All the natural resources. Light is one that cannot be polluted. I'll repeat that. Light cannot be polluted. Oh, yeah, we can destroy our water and we can destroy the air. But we cannot destroy light. Now I know that some of us are going to send me an email and say, Ah, but you can bend it or you can block it. Well, yes, of course we can do that. But no matter what we do to the light, it's still light in its pure form. Simply stated, we cannot pollute light. So, if God is light, he cannot be polluted. He's always in his pure form that of course uh, being light we can block God out of our lives and we oh boy uh, we can bend the truth still in the end he remains the same because you see God cannot change he's the same today as he was yesterday and he'll be the same tomorrow the scriptures really clear about that nothing about God changes sin is sin no matter what side of the cross you live on uh, what time frame you're born in however you want a word to word that sin is sin and so John calls uh, also calls us liars if we claim that we're in the light and we're not simply we are not practicing the truth at John's message that, that we heard from Jesus that's really the sum of it then on the other side of this coin here though Uh, John is also telling us this. If we are walking in the light of God, we have fellowship with one another. Then the beautiful part here, this is so beautiful, the blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus, cleanses us from all sin. And that is good news to this guy's ears, I can tell you. But then here in verse 8, that we just read, John comes back uh, at us once again. He says, If we have a problem being says self-righteous by saying, "Oh, we have no sin." Kind of that Pharisee act. Uh, we are worshiping at the only true church. We're all worshiping. Uh, you know, be careful what we say here. We're just we're kind of lying to ourselves. The reason that Jesus had to come into this world is due to man's love for sin. Man loves to be in the dark. Uh, We fell into sin and the person who is in the light would acknowledge, hey, I've sinned too. But yet Christ cleanses them and washes them and they continue to walk in the light. To say I have never sinned uh, is sending a statement that I really don't need God. I have no need for God. I can work out my own salvation by works. You know all the religions of the world—Muslim, uh, Hindu, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, Seven Day Adventist—they uh, all say that you're saved by your works. But listeners, if this is true, then the Bible that I have been reading uh, and preaching for 20 years—it's a false. It's false, and, and I would have plenty of paper. Uh, to start a fire with this winter. To keep myself warm next to the fireplace. The fact is that we have a God. Who has created us. That says we are saved by. His atoning death. That is by the cross. The crucifixion. His death. The shedding of blood. And the resurrection. That's the gospel. A God that says believe in my Son, and follow the commandments that he has given. If we do not believe this, then, then why are we bothering? Why do we bother reading the Bible? Why do we go to prayer? Why do we go to church services? When we, when we hear such unfounded words, we really need to stop and think about that kind of talk. Because it's a lie. You see, we as Christians, we, we need to be very careful about supporting a lie any lie by saying nothing about it i might make you think well if i'm not going to say anything about it it really doesn't matter but reality is when it comes to spiritual matters there's no such thing as riding the fence either you're in or you're out the apostle paul is a great example either you're in or you're out jesus would say it in the book of revelation Uh, you're neither hot nor you're cold so I'm going to spit you out of my mouth actually in the Greek there I believe it says I'm going to vomit you out and this makes God sick he wants you to be hot and warm for him all the time you see by writing this fancy idea or or not making a decision by doing nothing or, or saying anything against false teaching really is an endorsement of it and we need to be careful not to endorse false teaching. We don't need to be shy about hiding this light that John has been talking about. Uh, There's only one way for us to gain forgiveness of our sins. And John goes on here and tells us here in verse 9, 1 John 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, nowhere in this verse... I didn't say that by our works we are forgiven. Oh, We're supposed to do good works, we're supposed to do good deeds, but that's to give glory to God and show unbelievers that you believe in God and it's supposed to edify and help others. But now if, if we're opening our mouth and confessing is to work, uh, you think if you think that's work, I, I feel sorry for you when you have to eat dinner. You know, this epistle was written to those who are believing, baptized uh, people. They're not pagans. John is not writing to pagans trying to convert them. When we confess our sins, God will forgive. And I am happy for that. You should be happy for that. The only action that we must do after that is try to avoid that sin. Ask for strength from God to avoid it. Find ways to get around it. You see, our our walk with Christ must be continuous. If we stop somewhere along the path, we will fall away from the light, and spiritually, we will die. Here's some applications for us to use, and, and we'll close the podcast. Fellowship with God in the life to come is conditioned upon our fellowship in the here and now. It is the most sacred of relationships, and it must be guarded with unparalleled spiritual strength. The greatest enemy of our, of our union with God is the adversary, the devil, and his greatest tool is to disrupt that union. In doing so, that means we sin. Therefore, a tender conscience that is being educated about sin by the word of God, by reading the Bible, as our greatest protector of our daily walk with God. You see, when Jesus was tempted uh, over the 40 days while he was in the wilderness, he quotes scripture. What an example for us. The provisions that God has made for us at the cross assures us it, it should give us relief and comfort in in knowing that our sins are really no surprise to him that's why he had to go to the cross but it is virtually important that we open up an objective and honest confession of our sins and repentance before god in his throne god being kept really as a daily expression of our trust in his mercy we're going to need it. We do need it. And that's really the only avenue to this confidence, knowledge, this assurance that Jesus, uh, excuse me that John discusses throughout this epistle. we got this idea of knowledge. I write this so that you may know, John says, if you know something to be true and you have the facts, you will hang on to that. It's not based off of an emotion. If you're basing everything off of an emotion, emotions change, they die, they come, they go, whatever. Knowledge does not do that. So if you're struggling with your ability to to talk to God in prayer and and confess your sins to him, uh, you need help, I I would encourage you to pray about it. Find somebody who has a good prayer life and, and go to worship service and pray there and get yourself surrounded. Some places that listen to this, and even in America, I personally don't have a problem with this, small groups getting together and and singing songs and praying and studying their Bible. Nothing wrong with that. Great. Do it. Find a small group if that's what you feel more comfortable with. I want to encourage everyone listening to maintain your fellowship with Christ because our goal for all of us really as Christians should be we want to be together with Christ and each other for all those we call brother or sister for eternity if you've never started a a relationship with Christ and uh, get with us send us an email we'll do our best I cannot make promises in some of the foreign countries but I, we will try, nothing else, we will pray daily for you to find a group of sincere Christians studying the whole word, the complete word of God, from Genesis chapter 1 to the maps of your Bible. I pray every day for you in the persecuted church in many of the countries where the Christianity is really not legal. Uh, if it is legal, it's very difficult to do anything there, buy, sell, or trade. and um, constant persecution I pray and hope that God is protecting you, giving the encouragement that you need, uh, the wisdom that you need and most of all he's giving you his knowledge and love if you have other prayer needs uh, please submit them at, at biblicalquestion.com uh, we have a page that we're trying to get up for a prayer list if you would like we can put it on there That would be fine, we would be happy to do that Thank you again for listening. Uh, Please be sure to like us and follow us and tell others about us. Uh, May God bless you and may he have the glory.